What's up? It's Josh Sakogi, and this is your radio home for Timberwolves basketball. Timberwolves basketball on the station you can count on, KDLM. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The KDLM Sports Wrap. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. There's a lot of morons in the mainstream media that just don't get it. Join the conversation on Facebook Live as they stream the show live from the KDLM studio. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Hello and welcome. If you're competent in an age of incompetence, that makes you appear extraordinary. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Forest Hills Resort is not responsible for errant shots. <laughs> they must have known Zeke was coming. Where's he from? I'm from Detroit Lakes. I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. Detroit Lakes go crazy! We're still here! We're still here! Get up! Come on, get up! If you're as tight as I am! Yeah! KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome to the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Taco John's Taco Tuesday. 99 cent hard shell beef tacos at Taco John's all day today. A lot to get to in the sports wrap. We'll talk Minnesota Timberwolves basketball last night, losing to an Orlando team that had only won twice in their last eight games. Wolves outscored 43 to 19 in the final frame last night. Pretty, uh, Pretty cool homecoming for Jalen Suggs, the fourth overall pick in the NBA draft. Minnesota, Minneapolis native. 15 points for Suggs last night. We'll talk more Timberwolves basketball. Also, uh, Laker playoff volleyball tonight in Alexandria, taking on the top-seeded Cardinals. Charlie talked to head coach of the Laker volleyball team, Lindsey Bachkaire, on Saturday at Coffee with the Coaches. We'll have that uh, interview in its entirety coming up in a bit. Plus, second half of the wrap, a lot of... Uh, uh, fantasy football questions for Kevin Payne of Rotowire and Rotowire.com, including how much. Well, here's my question for Kevin. I'll throw one of my personal questions in this morning. How much of my free agent auction dollars should I throw in on Adrian Peterson, knowing how run heavy the Tennessee Titans are with Derrick Henry, Henry potentially done for the year? I want AP. And I need a running back more than anybody's business. We'll talk to Kevin Payne, second out of the sports rapper. First, let's rewind the last 24 hours in sports, starting with some basketball. Both uh, the Ben Johnson era beginning for the Gophers and the Timberwolves taking out Orlando last night. Rewind time. It's flat out embarrassing. Not competitive here tonight. Didn't bring the effort. Didn't bring the focus. They lose D'Angelo Russell in the second half to a sprained ankle, and they get the doors blown off in the fourth quarter, giving up 43 points. Fourth best defense in the NBA allows 43 points in the fourth quarter. And Orlando goes on and rolls the Timberwolves, 115-97. Yeah, voice of the Wolves, Alan Horton, not impressed, as you can tell there, by the effort last night. Like you mentioned, uh, D'Angelo Russell left the game uh, midway through the first half. He's, uh did not come back. His status for the next game questionable as well as uh, the Timberwolves. Again, scored 43-19 in the fourth quarter by the Orlando Magic, who won just twice in their last eight games. Not great. Minnesota now 3-3 three and three after that 3-1 and one start. Lost consecutive home games. Wolves uh, home tomorrow against the L.A. Clippers at 7 o'clock. We'll have that game on KDLM. Pre-game starts at 6.30. 
Things went a little bit better for uh, Gopher coach Ben Johnson in his coaching debut with the Gopher basketball team beating Concordia St. Paul in an exhibition game last night. 80-67, to a lot of new faces to learn on this Timberwolves team. Jamison Battle, he scored 24 points last night. Peyton Willis had 23 points last night. But one familiar face, Eric Curry, still with his team. He scored seven points last night, brought down seven rebounds. And new transfer Peyton Willis says it was great to see Eric Curry on the court last night. He's for sure healthier than he's ever been um, since his freshman year. I'm sure everybody had a little bit of nerves being in front of fans since for the first time in 18 months or something like that. Um, we missed a lot of buttons. We probably missed eight to ten layups that we're going to make next game. The Gophers open the regular season at home next Tuesday against Kansas City. Big night for Laker volleyball tonight. Round two of the Section 8-3A playoffs. Lakers defeated St. Cloud Tech in straight sets last week, and now they get the top-seeded Alexandria Cardinals. Charlie had a chance to talk to Lindsey Machkaire, head coach of the Laker volleyball team, at coffee with the coaches on Saturday. They recapped the big win against St. Cloud Tech and previewed Alexandria tonight. We talk some Laker volleyball now with uh, head coach of the uh, Laker volleyball team, head coach Lindsey Machikari. As uh, uh, coach, uh, we had a win uh, in the playoffs, which was fun on Thursday. Uh, yeah. Winning in convincing fashion, in fact. Uh, yeah. Really uh, dominant performance by our Lakers on Thursday. Yeah, they uh, cleaned up a lot of just silly errors. Um, I was so proud of what they did. We worked a lot of serve receive, we knowing that we needed that we needed that pass to create an offense and, and they did it. They put the ball put the ball into Kaya's hands and, and Kaya then took that ball and got it out to our hitters and our hitters hitters had our highest efficiencies than we had all year, um, all season. So um, made minimal errors on the hitting side. Uh, if it wasn't a kill, it was at least in the court and letting then Saint Cloud Tech make their errors and they made enough for us. Um, yeah, I mean, St. Cloud Tech, I mean, they made some very inopportune, self-inflicted errors. Nice thing that I saw from our team, we didn't fall down to where they were at. We continued at our pace, and sometimes there's the danger of playing at your opponent's level. We played Laker volleyball, and, man, we we didn't fall into that trap. Yeah, we talked to the girls about that. Um, after watching film, um, and I know Reed mentioned it, it is one of the things out of COVID it is nice to have now. You know, you can pretty much find someone's film anywhere so you can watch those games. But So after watching film, especially most of theirs were where they lost in three or even in a win, but they, they usually came out slow. Um, and then each set they got better and better. So that was one of the things that we reminded those girls. Um, if you come in and you win dominantly, you need to come in better that next match because they're going to try to step it up. And we and even before that third match, uh, we got on that court, and I just reminded them, I said, we, we want to get this done in three. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to get it done in three, but they're going to come out, and they're not just going to roll over and say, here, we're going to give you hand you this win either. So, okay. um, so I was really proud because we did. We maintained a, a great game. Um, all all three sets versus, um, like you said, a lot of times we all of a sudden you back down to that that level, and we didn't. We held on to our own. Yeah, and I mean, I think we had probably as many fans at uh, St. Cloud than, than they did. I know they had a state soccer game that was yeah. going on at that same time, so that's probably where a lot of the community was. But, I mean, it was, it was mm-hmm. like we created that energy on the floor for ourselves because you usually get that from the opposing team's fans, but it was kind of quiet. Yeah, we were, we were lucky. We were happy. We had a great group of parents, uh, the moms. Um, each year, I've, uh, I think we started in 2014, 
I was uh, I brought some locker room decorations down to Monticello when uh, when that group was playing Monticello and they beat them in an upset. And so ever since then we've we've decorated the locker room for the girls at section. So I had a, a great group of moms that organized or that came in and helped do that. And so we had a good fan base, and yeah, with their soccer team being close enough that kids could travel and drive there, I said it was almost to our advantage mm-hmm. in their in their home court. We had as many fans there as they did. Yeah. So the energy was ours, yeah. We were happy for it. A few things, too. I, I, Madison Bellinger serving, uh, serving uh, in that game, I, and I didn't remember her being – you know, I haven't seen all of your games this year, but she was kind of a fixture serving the ball at that game. Yeah, she's a phenomenal server. She's a great passer. You know, Madison's been really, um, uh, for our team, uh, kind of a silent a silent uh, partner, but a silent, I don't know, partner's not the right word, just a, someone that we can utilize and count on in any piece and position. So with Riley Johnson having injured her foot, um, it was just a change up I wanted to make. Riley jump serves, so I didn't want her coming down so hard. I knew I needed her in the front row, and she had some really clutch plays for us in the front row. Mm -hmm. And that's where I needed Riley to be the strongest. And um, with her foot, I wanted to give her that time to rest and make sure that we weren't damaging or doing any more um, with the hope that we have a few more games left in us. and so um, Maddie came in, and she is just she put the ball in the court, and she passed really well, and she moved really well, and she just did everything she needed. So you, Maddie, we've seen she's played some right side back, she's played some middle back, she's played some outside back um, role, and so she she's you such a utility player for us. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really thankful, and she's been working really hard um, to uh, get her voice. She's kind of quiet sometimes. Um, She's very humble, so you're not going to see her jumping and celebrating like crazy. But she is just, just a stand-up kid, as well as uh, as really has done her job for us on the court when she's when she's when she's been out there. One of the things you mentioned in the post game of that that game is it was a true team effort, and that really was the case. We saw all all players contribute to that win. We saw Helena Daggett and Logan Fredrickson at the net doing a great job with the blocks, outside hitting offense, which is what we come to expect from Jalen and Grace Gunderson, uh, getting that offense going, passing Kaya Gleggy and, and Bailey Lindblad with the great passing. I mean, it was just Olivia Clark Burnett as well doing a great great job from the libero position. So overall, everybody played uh, really well together. Yeah, too. the back of our warm-up shirt say with each other, for each other, and I said it was the first night I saw that really come together for them. And if they can continue that, um, they, this ride is endless for them. I mean, they really, we could come out. We've got Alexandria, obviously, on Tuesday night. Uh, worked on a little bit, worked on quickening, quickening up our offense, talking to the girls about if that ball is coming up and the pass is high and close, you know, within two, three feet of the net, um, take that second hit and hit it over, get it, get it over to them quick. Um, we have the ability to do that. Um, that's the nice thing when Riley Johnson's in the front row with a left hand. Um, if the set, if the setter's not getting there, she can actually just attack that ball right away on the second. So it worked out a little bit quicker offense. We're going to need that. I think Alexandria's got like a six. She looks like she's like six eight, but I think she's only six four. But they've got a real big middle hitter. Um, so worked on some getting around her block, things like that. So if they come out and play their game and we can play defensively as well as we did and maybe even step it up a little bit more now that they feel 
know that they can do it. Um, I, I think they, they have the ability to beat Alexandria just as well as they did St. Cloud Tech, so I'd love to see another upset in them. You know, I am a novice volleyball observer. Yeah. Um, so when you talk about getting it around the block, is yeah. it being strategic in when to hit it hard or at the net uh, from the outside or wherever yes. t- because you're facing such a big, substantial player on the other side how do you get it around because it seems like they just put up that wall is it at all about just being strategic as to how hard you hit the ball sometimes it's the it's the it's the tempo that you're going to hit it but also in your wrist um how you're swinging that wrist through so if i've got a big huge wall in front of me and i can come up and i can swipe i can then utilize that block and i can use to come off of her hands onto that court Uh, Um, out of bounds out of bounds um so you'll hear sometimes we'll say use the block use the block um and we'll you know and if they've if they're not positioning their hands where um if it's an outside or a right side attack um, and they're not positioning that uh, hand that's on the end on the sideline, kind of out um, with a little bit of an angle. You can then hit off of that hand, and it's going to hit that. T- it's going to touch them, and then hit out of bounds. Or even on a middle, um, a lot of times they don't have. If it's just going to roll right short off a, in the what we call a, a two spot or a four spot, so those are on your on the. Um, both sidelines near the net in front of the 10 foot Um, if they don't have a defender that's quick enough to get it um, then it's going to dribble down otherwise um, getting over the top of it a lot of times um, on that middle block just getting it right over if they leave the what we call the campfire open that middle section of the court um, just getting over the block so just really seeing as a hitter you've got to be able to see what's in front of you and then use that to your advantage Um, no, obviously the harder you hit, if they're a weaker block and they're not pressed over and you can hit it hard enough um, and they don't see the press coming over the net, that's when you're going to see a ball dribble down their chest and it comes right through that block and it goes right straight down. So that's when they're when they're attacking really, really hard with it and they're getting kind of not through the block, but the block isn't pressed over enough so we can make it that work on our side. So those are some of the things that they, that they know that they can do to try to get through this uh, by watching film, probably. Yep, and right. some, okay. yep. So they, yep. So we sent them. Obviously, we we were lucky. Tech played Alexandria, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. So that was, and they just played them towards the end of October. So that was the film that we sent out to all the girls, and then some notes on where they could also find some other film. Um, we also have the Bemidji Alexandria game from more the near beginning of the season, so they could see another someone that we played, sure. um, that Alex played, so that they've been watching that on Huddle. We've had that up all year. Um, so, yeah, just kind of watching what we need to do and where we're going to need to put the ball. Well, that's interesting. I, I, I never realized that you could create that rotation on the ball and then by hitting it into the block can dictate where that ball goes. So that's, Absolutely. I'm learning something each time we good. talk. I'm so glad I could, good. I'm glad I can get you some <laughs> volleyball knowledge. Well, appreciate it. So 8 o'clock start time on eight, Tuesday? 8.01. Okay. It must be midterm elections. Oh, sure. That's so uh, with elections, I don't think anything can start until after 8. Mm-hmm. So we're an 8.01 start time officially. Lovely. All right. Well, I'll be there. So looking yeah, we're forward hoping, to it. Yeah, we're hoping for a group of fans. We'd love to see anyone and everyone out there. Obviously, with an 801, we feel like it gives opportunity that people are done with work. They don't have to leave early. They can actually make that trip down. So uh, the more the merrier in Alexandria. It's going to be a good matchup, I think. 745 pregame tonight on KDLM. Matches begin at 801 once the polls close.
Coming up, second half of the sports wrap, Kevin Payne from Rotowire and Rotowire.com is my guest. We're talking fantasy football and what fans should do about the Derrick Henry news. Kevin Payne, coming up next after the break on the KDLM Sports Wrap. I'm Omar Reese with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Patrick Mahomes threw for 275 yards and a touchdown as the Chiefs, who had to overcome two turnovers and 12 penalties, beat the Giants 20-17 on Monday night. Elsewhere, the Broncos have agreed to trade Vaughn Miller to the Rams. L.A. sending a second and third round pick in return for the eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker. NFL rushing leader Derrick Henry will have surgery on his injured right foot. Head coach Mike Vrabel didn't offer a timeline for a return, but did say there's absolutely a chance Henry plays again this season. The Titans signed Adrian Peterson to the practice squad. Sean Payton confirming that Jameis Winston tore the ACL in his left knee. Payton declined to name Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon the starter, but insisted the team won't bring in a new quarterback. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Want to learn a new language so it will actually stick? Try Babbel. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Get personalized help in Babbel's live online classes. Classes are limited to six people, so everyone can get the help they need. Review words and phrases with fun games, or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning style, Babbel gives you the tools you need. Babbel, more ways to learn. Now try Babbel free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah, wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Burger King is now hiring for full and part-time positions. Take advantage of flexible hours, and 15-year-olds are encouraged to apply. Starting pay is $13 an hour, part-time or full-time. Burger King is currently seeking an assistant manager, earning up to $17 an hour. Burger King offers insurance, food discounts, and flexible hours. Now is a great time to become a part of their growing Burger King family and join their winning successful team. Apply in person today. Walk-ins are welcome. Burger King is an equal opportunity employer. If you're considering something new, then attend the job fair Friday, November 12th from 9 to 5 at the West Central Turkey Plant in Pelican Rapids. You get immediate interviews. There's so many reasons to work in this spotless facility, like new increased starting wage of $18 per hour plus premiums, $2,000 sign-on bonus, Inspired Pathways, a program offering two-year paid college tuition for any of your dependents. There's paid time off and more. See all they have to offer at West Central Turkey's North Broadway Pelican Rapids, Friday, November 12th from 9 to 5. There's no place like home. Just ask a veteran. Most of us will never have to experience the long absences from our homes and families that brave Americans throughout our history have been willing to endure, setting aside their personal comfort to preserve our freedom. November 11th is Veterans Day, and we salute our veterans. This Veteran Salute is brought to you by Otter Express. Thank you to all veterans. 1340 AM, 93.1 FM, KDLM, 
This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. We'll talk basketball next. Wiley Wallaby Licorice has elite flavor, elite softness, elite deliciousness. We won't settle for anything less than elite, and neither should you. And that's why we're giving you a chance to win the Elite Gopher Fan Sweepstakes, presented by Cub and Holiday Station Stores. If you're the elite grand prize winner, you'll receive four elite tickets to the Gophers Illinois game, parking, an elite game day experience, a year's supply of Wiley Wallaby, and more. Enter at Wiley wallaby.com wiley wallaby licorice the official licorice of the golden gophers it's what the elite eat the university of minnesota men's basketball team beat concordia st paul in an exhibition game last night at williams arena 80 to 67 minnesota got 24 points from transfer jamison battle and 23 from transfer peyton willis it was ben johnson's first time as head coach in front of fans at the barn what's it been like to be the head coach i've loved everything about it i think the thing that's been the hardest is you know, we didn't really have a team until midsummer, and we didn't have a summer. So you're trying to combine all these bodies and guys that have played at different spots, and you really don't start till the fall. And to get timing, to get rhythm, terminology, what you're trying to do offensively, defensively with your systems. And then on top of that, you know, I haven't worked with any of these guys on staff. And, um, you know, obviously I know Coach Thorson, but we've never worked together. And so now it's like you're teaching all of the team and then you're also teaching your assistants. It just takes time. And, and, and they're trying to figure out me. I'm trying to figure out them. Uh, that's probably been the biggest adjustment is just we, we all want it now. I want it now. The players want it now. And then the reality is when you've only been with a group for, you know, a couple months, um, you got to be patient. And, and I think our guys are going to see that you just got to stay the course. You got to be patient. You just got to show growth every day. That's Ben Johnson, and that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. Cal Soderquist with a Wolves Minute. Well, a disappointing and somewhat surprising result from the Timberwolves on Monday night. They were in action at the Target Center hosting the Orlando Magic, a previously 1-6 and six Orlando Magic team. The Wolves built a lead as large as 13 in the first half, still led by 6 entering the final frame, but then things turned quickly. Magic started the quarter with a 35-13 burst, ultimately outscoring the Wolves 43-19, Minnesota's confidence was wavering, shots weren't falling. Here's head coach Chris Finch. You know, our lack of shot making now is bleeding over into our defensive intensity. You know, we can't have that. And we, we've been playing really good defense no matter what's been going out there on the floor. But today we uh, kind of let go of the rope a little bit there. You know, then they got to a point where they seemingly made everything that they threw up and, and we didn't. Yeah, it all adds up to a 115-97 Timberwolves loss. Wolves have now dropped back-to-back games for the first time in their season. Cal Soderquist on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Here's your KDLN weatherology forecast. For today, look for partial sunshine at times with highs staying confined to the upper 30s. Winds from the northwest at 5 to 10. Then for tonight, partly cloudy skies, a low of 25. For Wednesday, gradually clearing conditions, reaching a high of 41. Then trending milder on Thursday, we'll have highs in the upper 40s, and by Friday, a high of 53. That's your latest forecast. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll. What's up? It's D'Angelo Russell, and this is the radio home for Timberwolves basketball. Timberwolves basketball on the station you can count on, KDLM.
1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. This is the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Taco John's Taco Tuesday. 99-cent hard-shell beef tacos at Taco John's all day today. Week 8 of fantasy football, I think, week 7 or 8 in the books. A lot of big news to get to. Joined now by Kevin Payne of Rotowire and Rotowire.com. Kevin, once uh, once bye weeks start rolling through, I know the Vikings are three and four now, but I think we're on week eight now. We're just just completed week eight in in fantasy football, right? Yeah, we just completed week eight, okay. so it's not even quite halfway through the NFL season, but we are halfway through the fantasy season because most people go ahead and play their playoffs uh, starting week fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Yeah, and for a lot of fantasy uh, owners, with, with the Derrick Henry news, uh, their fantasy season's basically over at this point. The 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 way that 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 blogs are handling this and fans are handling this, I mean, Derrick Henry was, was on a collision course with with history. He was likely going to break Eric Dickerson's record. He's scoring touchdowns at a, at a, a record breaking pace, and then you know placed on IR with that foot injury, and his season likely done. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, and I have Derrick Henry in the league. And the funny part about this, I shouldn't say funny, but the ironic part about this is it's a really small bone in his foot that's causing all this problem, he's going to have to have surgery today. But he was, you know, on a pace for having, I mean, the amount of touches he had is unbelievable. He even said that Mike Rabel said, I never took a day off from practice, but I'm giving one to Derrick Henry because I never carried the ball 30 times a game uh, (laughs) during my career. So it is really bad news, and I'm writing my waiver wire article yesterday, and I'm start <clears throat> going ahead and talking about Jeremy McNichols, Marlon Mack possibly as a trade candidate to get over to Tennessee, and then they go ahead and sign Adrian Peterson. Right. So Adrian Peterson, out of those three guys, I think is the main target that you would want to go after. I have no doubt he stayed in good shape. Tennessee doesn't have any reason to limit his touches. He has no mileage on him, at least from this season. And I can see them giving him ball a, a bunch, you know, 15-plus times a game, especially given the fact that Jeremy McNichols really kind of profiles as the type of player who's a change of pace back, the guy that's going to come in on third down and catch passes. So, But just remember that if you're out there in your league, Derrick Henry's owner is probably going to blow a ton of fab money on Adrian Peterson, so it's going to take, I think, a really aggressive bid to go ahead and get him. We're seeing a, a common trend with with fantasy guys, guys that get 300, 350 touches uh, the previous season. Uh, look at the top three backs this year. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, all banged up. Is is that going to be part of people's strategy next year, maybe taking a second look at guys with a, a huge workload the year before? Yeah, and um, some people have already been doing that. And as you said, it's not a bad idea. There are guys out there who can sustain it. I was just talking about Adrian Peterson. Got a ton of touches for all the years when he was in his prime. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it's tough for these guys. It's such a brutal, uh, you know, combative sport that these guys can only take so many hits before something is probably going to go wrong with them. And more and more in the NFL, we go ahead and see these running backs by committee. You see more than one guy getting 10-plus carries each and every game because there's very few people that can go ahead and hold up over the course of a full season getting a lot of touches. So I think we're going to continue to see running backs, you know, multiple running backs. We saw it last night with Daryl Williams. We saw it with Derek Gore that they basically split carries. Williams had 13 touches or 13 carries, and Gore had 11. And I think that's the way teams are going to handle this a lot uh, going forward. Talk to Kevin Payne from Rotowire and Rotowire.com. Fans, don't forget free 10-day trial of Rotowire by going to Rotowire.com backslash free. It was kind of the week of the backup quarterback this week. Trevor Simeon, uh, Mike White. Vikings fans uh, know Cooper Rush very, very well now as well. Uh, likelihood that any of these guys are, 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 are worth picking up kind of in a spot spot as we as we 
continue the bye week situation here? Uh, gosh, I don't think so. And I think in most leagues that there's going to be somebody better sitting out there. And Cooper Rush is a great name if he was a running back, not a quarterback. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you take a look at these guys. Trevor Simeon played very – he played great, especially coming in cold and, and not practicing with the first team all week. He did a fine job. But the only guy that I would consider out of the backups might be Taysom Hill because he's in the concussion, concussion protocol. I would be shocked if he didn't magically clear that and get to play. So he's a guy that I would take a look at. We know that he does a lot of stuff with his legs. He's basically the goal line back when he's going to be into, in the game. So out of all those guys, I think it's Taysom Hill. Uh, Mike White, he did great. He threw for the most yards of any quarterback this last weekend with 405. Uh, but he had 20 targets to his running backs. His running backs had a lot of those yards, catching passes out of the backfield. Now teams have a little game film on him, and I'm not just thinking that all of a sudden he's going to be the second coming of Joe Montana. So a little skeptical about all those guys, but Taysom Hill would be the one that I would go ahead and, and point to to uh, if you're going to if you absolutely need to pick somebody up. With the game last night, is is is, is faith return in Patrick Mahomes is is a fantasy start? Uh, I mean, if you took him. He was usually the first quarterback that went off the board, maybe Lamar Jackson went before him in some leagues. But, yeah, I think you still start him each and every league uh, or each and every week. But I think what they got to do is they got to go back to the drawing board and say, look, teams have figured us out that we can we have the, the ability to throw the ball accurately down the field. We've got fast guys and somebody like Tyreek Hill. We've, we've got big guys like Travis Kelsey. Even Miko Hardman's a speedster, too. Uh, he had a decent game last night. But they're going to have to take that intermediate stuff if they're going to go ahead and play the safeties back. They're going to have to take advantage of that. They're gonna, they might have to run the football, run some screens. But if teams are going to do that and they kind of have them figured out that we're going to drop those two safeties, they kept showing it last night, that Take the intermediate, take the medium stuff, because the deep stuff isn't going to be there as long as those two safeties are that deep. The question uh, about the, uh, the the backfield with the the San Francisco 49ers uh, had, had, had a big comeback win against the uh, the Chicago Bears, thirty three twenty two. What's the latest with the the running back carousel in uh, in San Francisco? Oh, it's a carousel. It's going to continue to be so. I think uh, Elijah Mitchell's looked very good, and I think right now that this is going to be his backfield. Um, as long as he stays healthy, he's listed as questionable, but I think he's going to be okay. Uh, you still have to Michael Hasty there. He's a little bit of a change of pace guy. you got to keep an idea, eye on Jeff Wilson, though. If he comes back, I think he's the type of guy that could go ahead and take over the starting role. He's expected to come back to practice this week. So he's a guy that I think is a great candidate for the waiver wire. He should be out there. So right now, I think they're going to stick with Elijah Mitchell, and I think that Wilson, though, uh, eventually, as long as he stays healthy, might take over that starting role. Top streaming defense uh, options for you this week. What do they look like? Horrible. They're absolutely uh, horrible. That's not what I wanted to I hear. Think, that's not what I wanted to hear. Uh, yeah, I was taking a look at them this morning. If I'm going to recommend a team, as you just said, I don't really have a lot of faith that you know Mike White's the second coming to Joe Montana. The Indianapolis Colts are out there in about one third of all leagues. They're sixty-five percent owned on Yahoo. Usually, I like to you know recommend players um, or teams that are below fifty percent rostered. But if right now, taking a look at that, if they're out there, that's who I would take a look at. But man, there's not a lot of other teams out there. Every other team is already um, who has a great matchup. Like the Bills are playing Jacksonville. The Bills are already owned in your league. So there's not a lot of teams that are actually out there on the waiver wire. So it's going to be a little bit of a tough week if you go ahead and you've taken the streaming defense uh, strategy.
Yeah, I've I've still got Denver for some reason. They had a, a good uh, good fantasy output against Washington last week, but now they've got uh, Dallas with Dak likely coming back. They projected one point four points, and so I was shoot. All yeah, right, no, and no Von Miller anymore, <laughs> and, and no Von Miller anymore. Yeah, let's let's talk about the Rams and their draft situation. I mean. It, it's, I saw a meme last night where it was like the Rams took Jared Goff number one overall. And they're like, well, we're never doing that again. And I think they have they have a compensatory third-round pick, maybe a, a fifth and two-sevenths is all they have left. They've invested all of their draft capital in guys like Matt Stafford and and Von Miller now. Is, is, is that going to become like, like a, a common thing for, for teams to do? Is, or is that just a Sean McVay stroke of genius if this pans out and he's able to beat Brady in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, that's a big if. And I think that's kind of what you just said, that they're all in. If, uh, the Rams are a poker player. They just pushed all their chips into the middle of the table. I think they now have three of the ten highest-priced defensive players in the league. And uh, the thing with McVeigh is he's great, uh, a great offensive mind. He's really happy with Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup, we were mm-hmm. talking earlier about Derrick Henry. Cooper Cup is putting up some monster numbers himself so far this season. 10 touchdowns already. So uh, they're all in on the season, and they have a great team. I know right now I want to say I think I checked the odds. My Buffalo Bills are, are have the highest odds, best odds of winning the Super Bowl, but the Rams are not far behind. They're a very, very good football team, and they just got better getting Von Miller. Uh, so, man, they kind of scare me when you take a look at this roster up and down, just given what they've done so far this season. Give us some moments to find your written stuff online. Check out your waiver wire article. What's the best place they can do that? Yeah, as you said earlier, rotowire.com backslash free. Sign up for your free 10-day trial. My waiver wire articles should be up in a couple hours. i got a couple more articles coming out later this week, and it's a great time of the season. You've got uh, basketball, hockey started, and then obviously all the uh, football coverage. So rotowire.com backslash free to sign up for your free 10-day trial. And you mentioned your Bills. You're actually going to be following your Bills team on the road in Jacksonville uh, this Sunday. So fans watching for uh, watching some Jaguars and Bills can watch for you on the TV, huh? Yeah, and I'll be the guy wearing, I have a fantastic Bills Hawaiian shirt with the Bills emblem with a lot of flowers around it. So hopefully the weather will be <laughs> much warmer than it is here in Buffalo these days. And uh, just look for the guy with the goofy white uh, Buffalo Bills uh, Hawaiian shirt. Awesome. Sounds great. We'll do that. Kevin Payne from Rotowire and Rotowire.com. Kevin, will have a safe trip to, to Jacksonville. We'll chat again next Tuesday. Okay, sounds good, Zeke. Can't wait. It's finger looking good. So we... Dude. All right, thanks again to Kevin Payne from Rotowire for joining us in the on the sports wrap today. If you missed any of the interview, you can go back and re-listen to it momentarily online at KDLMRadio.com. Don't forget you can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Can't wait moment will easily Detroit Lakes playoff volleyball tonight in Alexandria. Matches begin at 8.01 once the polls close. Charlie has uh, the pregame show for you tonight from Alexandria High School. At 7.45 tonight, as Lakers take on the top-seeded Alexandria Cardinals in the second round of the 8-3A volleyball playoffs. Looking at the broadcast schedule, we got some Gopher Football Weekly. P.J. Fleck at noon today. Sure, we'll talk about the, uh, the the big win against Northwestern, the running back situation where Gophers lost another running back over the weekend. Big 10 West standings with the Gophers in sole place in the Big Ten West with four games left, including two big games next week against Iowa and the 27th against Wisconsin, two teams that still have a legit shot to catch the Gophers for the Big Ten West title. We'll have uh, Gopher Football Weekly at noon, also Wild back in action tonight as well. 
while having been playing very well these last handful of games, hoping to bounce back tonight against the Ottawa Senators at 7 o'clock tonight. I'm actually going down to the game tonight. Going to meet a buddy down there. Uh, I, I told him that he could pick any game he wanted to go to this year other than the the Winter Classic on January 1st, and I would get him an early Christmas present and uh, and get him some wild tickets. And, of course, he picked a Tuesday night. Couldn't pick a Friday where I could go down, hang out in the cities. No, Tuesday night against the Ottawa Senators of all teams is who he wanted to see tonight. So I'll be at the X tonight, 7 o'clock for wild hockey. Then back tomorrow morning, uh, to, to talk to Cal Soderquist about this Timberwolves team that's dropped two straight games in in late game heartbreaking fashion as we be, as we've kind of been used to with the Timberwolves not being able to hold leads couldn't hold one against Denver and absolutely did not hold one last night against Orlando giving up forty three fourth quarter points to the Orlando Magic Cal Soderquist my guest tomorrow on the KDLM Sports Wrap that's a wrap for the wrap quick CBS news break and then the classic hits roll on KDLM stick around.